Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello and welcome to the Life Group Leader Podcast once again. I am Kirby Wood, the group's pastor here at Mariner's Church and the host of this podcast to help you feel prepared to lead your life group in discussion this week. Um, today I have with me Tim Lukai, our men's pastor. So glad to have Tim with us. Thanks for having me. Excited to share this week. Yes, we're going to help you guys prepare, feel equipped for everything that can come, as you guys know. And I am so, so excited for this weekend. I hope that you guys were able to attend and hear Chris, um, Christine Kane speak on this incredible, as we get here to the end of the Galatians message, that incredible message on how we are can view ourselves and how God views us as kids and heirs of his kingdom. And um, yeah, I hope it was a great weekend. We have um, a great conversation today that we hope that we'll prepare you as we look at some of the questions and things, but really the main point here is we really hope that you help your group understand that not only are they kids and heirs and that they get a loving experience and relationship, but Christ freed them from the law that was powerless, powerless to rescue us. But Jesus, he is powerful. He made it happen. And we're so grateful that the law helps us know that we need him, um, but that Christ sets us free from these things. Isn't that such a great point, Tim? Absolutely. I love the idea of being God's kids. It's just a beautiful picture of our dependence on him. Mm. And I think it's really helpful when you do have kids of your own Mm. and the way that we love and desire to... Uh, take care of our kids yeah. the same way that he desires for us to be taken care of and loved and and watched over. Yeah. Well, Tim, I'm really glad to have you with us then today because you are an incredible dad to your kids. I also know your munchkins and love them really well, but I love you. them a lot. But you love them really well as a dad. And I think something I see so well that works in also super highlighted in this conversation is relationship. The relationship that we have with God is truly father son father daughter and that actually is a beautiful beautiful relationship that we get to step into so as we look into the discussion this week we have first and as always a lean in that i absolutely love of course i love a good nickname as you think about family and my family often picked on me in different ways with silly names but even my own uh colleagues here like to call me a couple different nicknames but tim i know you like to call me uh what is I, that one? <laughs> I love nicknames. I just feel like they're endearing. It's another way that we show that we we know someone. Yeah. And so Kirby has many nicknames here, <laughs> one of which is just Curbs. Kirby for short. True. Curbs. Of course. And then sometimes, depending on her mood, I'll call her Curbalicious. Yeah, that's that's definitely just because it's super easy. I yeah. Mean, I get that one a good amount, which is pretty funny. But Tim, what about you? Do you have any funny nicknames your family jumps to you on? Uh, you know... When I was a kid, I loved playing uh, flag football and baseball, and yeah. I was pretty fast, not nearly as fast anymore. So <laughs> I was nicknamed Flash in really? elementary school, which oh is my gosh. super, I mean, a huge, huge compliment to me. <laughs> I'm no longer very fast. Oh. So I, I remember that nickname, but I'm no longer called that. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. I can honestly, I can totally see that in your own kids mm. too. Like your kids very quickly, Maverick and Sawyer, just being like, watch me, I can run fast. I'm trying to beat each other oh, yeah. and all that. Yep. So good. Yep. 
But I really love that the the reason this question can come up and start some great conversation for you guys this week is because in the text it says Abba rather than Father or Lord. We get to see an endearing term that we call out to God and say. And so as we think about endearing terms for those that we love, know that we have an endearing term that we can call our Lord and our Savior. And that's Abba, Father, as we cry out to him, which is I, even my own self, I, I'll admit this is a little embarrassing, but my dad in my phone is still daddy and I'm one of those girls. So please, please uh, forgive me, but <laughs> I can't help it. I put it in there when I was really young and it's kind of an endearing thing. And I'm grateful to have that close personal relationship with my dad that Absolutely. it's sweet. So, all right, as we look at the look down, mm-hmm. as always, we want to read the scripture out loud with the group because we know when things are said out loud that, that, um, more ways or more things that we can see in God's words will be illuminated for people in our group. So definitely read that Galatians verse out loud. Is anything big was sticking out to you, Tim, as you thought about these questions and um, as in the scripture? Yeah, going kind of back into understanding that that term that where Hmm. it talks about Abba Father and how God sent the Spirit and His Son, and hmm. His heart was crying out, "Abba, Father." Going back in that hmm. translation, like you said, really the closest translation is "Daddy." Yeah, and Isn't that I, funny? I know that when my kids call me "Daddy," it is a whole different level than someone calling me Tim or Dad. Even it yeah. is endearing and it's loving hmm. and it's one who is cherished, mm-hmm. and so it's just a beautiful term of of that we are God's Mm -hmm. kids. We are God's children Mm -hmm. and we're designed in his image and that beauty of that relationship of father, son, father, daughter. Yeah. It's special. And I think that's a lot of what the passage is depicting. Sure. And I don't know about for you, but I feel like with the word Abba or daddy, there almost is a sense of need and dependence that Mm -hmm. comes from that more in uh, our, uh, yeah, just general or almost like slang term in that way. It has like this innate sense of like, oh, wow, like I really need help or I need um, something greater than myself. And so I think that's really cool. Even as you look at the comparison in the scripture, that question, that first question says, what is meant by comparison of a child, someone who's need independent to a, to a household servant? And in the scripture, it says slave and how we can better understand our our own enslavedness to the law, but yet Christ allows us to be free indeed, but still a child of the Lord. And so I love that this conversation can take place in your groups as you compare and contrast the two and even the two that we see ourselves as. The scripture calls us both, that in certain in certain ways, we are a slave and in certain ways, but we are in freedom and truth, we are a child. Um, so love that kind of um, comparison. Also, I love the second question here. How does adoption help explain transformation of identity we experience in Christ? I mean, adoption is one of the most um, compelling illustrations in some ways of how we can view our relationship um, with God and in his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have many friends that have have uh, grown up with adopted parents mm-hmm. and their connection to them is incredibly intimate and mm-hmm. And beautiful because they feel chosen. They feel like these, although not birth parents, they chose me. They wanted me. And they feel so deeply loved. And so their relationships that I've seen with a lot of friends who have adopted parents are actually often much richer (laughs) than sometimes a relationship with a birth parent. Sure. And so this, this desire 
of someone saying, no, I want you mm. and I want to call mm. you my son. Yeah. I want to call you my daughter oh. is a beautiful picture of God's heart in understanding that we're, we're his. Yeah. We're his kids. And that's the epiphany that we are hoping and praying <clears throat> that you have, of course, but especially those in your group, that they would in this conversation, that there could be that moment of God wants me. God chose me. God fought for me. He died for me. And that is, that's kind of the, the really encapsulate, uh, what encapsulates this discussion is that concept around adoption. And hopefully this scripture will illuminate that for others. Um, as we continue in this conversation, before we moving on to the next um, part of this series of questions, you know, if, if the conversation is not as robust as you would hope, I really like that last question. What else does this passage reveal about God, about humanity, and grace? Coming back to that question will always help you re-engage those that and, and re-engage those that may not um, be wanting to jump in just yet, um, but it, it really will hit everyone and allow everyone to have something to share. So, with that. As we go to the look-in questions, I think it's really important that maybe someone who wasn't responding as much to the scripture might have some of these questions to really hopefully answer, and you might even want to direct them intentionally to people in the group that weren't speaking up before. Um, And that's because we don't want to assume that every single person completely not only understands the relationship of child of fa- child father when it comes to your relationship to God but we know that our earthly relationships can inform or oftentimes inform our spiritual relationship with the Lord. So this is a really great way for you to open up the conversation to people that have very different experiences with their parents, with their dad, and with them even identifying themselves as a child. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, Tim, what do you think about, I mean, you're our men's pastor. Do you feel like it's harder or easier for men to kind of see themselves as children of God? I think that uh, it's very common for both uh, men and women to have issues with their father. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, you hear a lot of statistics in Barna's studies about um, the language of a fatherless generation Mm. or just absent fathers and, and, and much of that wounds comes Mm. back to our family of origin, mom and dad. And so I see a lot of father wounds in the men's ministry. Mm. I see a lot of men who are broken, uh, and they would, they would be honest enough in the right setting to share. Well, I've inherited a lot of these poor broken behaviors because of my absent father or this is how he was, and this is how I have become. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I know that I've spoken once about my relationship with my my father, and mm-hmm. which was actually a pretty relatively good. But there are uh, there are issues like many of us, uh, and I remember that particular message. I had more people, more men come up to me wow. after than any other message because <laughs> it related clearly to the room. Yeah. So I can't imagine reading a passage using language like Abba, Father, and this idea of God being that to us, hmm. Father, God, wouldn't have some um, p- potentially negative sure. connotations. However, um, it is also very redemptive hmm. in when we do not have a good earthly father, Yeah, how Jesus and our God the Father is that in mm-hmm. our lives. And for those people who have engaged that kind of health in their story, 
it can be a very beautiful redemptive part of their walk with with God. Absolutely. I love that. And I think, you know, someone who has a great father relationship is not going to be scared, you know, in this conversation to be like, me and my dad are doing great. So that's why maybe you even might want to lead and not trying to turn your group into a therapy session or nobody has to share things that they don't want to. And nobody's going to fix anybody's father father relationship or even it maybe people are struggling with inheritance or you know or different uh things in their lives with people who have passed away and there's all kinds of things that can come up and nobody's going to solve anybody or solve anyone's problems in this conversation but you might want to open you may want to open and just be able to say hey you guys i know that not all of us have perfect relationships has you guys ever seen the way that this could influence your relationship with god and allow those that may have a more um a harder story with family to go first to kind of open up the discussion because those of us who you know may have a better relationship with our father we still have ways that our father has failed us as all of us human beings you know fall short of what we intend oftentimes so that's what we're hoping for your groups this week that this part in this look in discussion will be a really safe and also vulnerable place for you or, or would be a place of vulnerability um, that you can lead and that others will be able to share um, about how they their earthly relationships impact um, their spiritual relationship with the Lord. So anything else you'd want to say about looking before we move on, Tim? Anything jumping out at you? No, I think we... think we hit it good good and you guys as always if you have questions about how you're hoping to prepare always you can reach out to your life group coach to help you think okay i know of some things that are you going on or someone in my groups recently his father or his mother just passed away know that we have great grief support groups all kinds of things that can help people take next steps in their grief journeys um, as well and um, yeah so as things come up don't be afraid to reach out Moving on um, to look out, identifying the relevance of God's word and these convictions in um, our lives. We hope that you guys are able to have a great conversation, maybe hopefully about someone in your group who said, I believe. And if not, someone that you invited that said, I believe. These um, kinds, this message this weekend is so mind boggling. It can be so beautiful to really fully realize that despite my earthly relationships and despite um, my feelings of, of, um, of uh, feeling less than or like I'm not enough, that I am an heir, that I am a child of God. And that can inspire some courageous decisions for people that were in the audience. So this is a great opportunity to debrief some of those conversations or even what it looked like as you watched other people stand up and say I believe um Tim I have what's gonna I know you've had some incredible I believe moments at man um, at men's breakfast and also hopefully here at man camp um what are some of those emotions that come up to you when you watch um, people stand up and say I believe yeah, I was thinking about uh, this message, and so much of it is about our identity, our true mm. identity as, yep. um, as 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 people who are heirs. Yeah, we are a part of God's family. The God mm-hmm. of the universe calls us sons and daughters. Crazy. And and the more we understand our identity, the more that we can embrace the grace that God has for us. Mm. And so uh, I I just think that that will that alone could drive a lot of the conversation in these life group meetings and just understanding mm-hmm. God's grace and his identity and who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that that identity is an area where many of us struggle in understanding mm-hmm. who we are. We we know who we are, but have we really 
has it really gotten to yeah. all that we are in our in our heads and our hearts? Mm-hmm. And so I think that'll be really helpful to understanding identity sure. in the concept of this. We are God's kids and heirs. Uh, as far as I believe, yes, I've seen so many incredible people stand up and say, I believe um, at men's breakfasts, at man camp, but of mm-hmm. course on the weekend service. Yeah. We should never get complacent or tired of watching someone cross the line of faith and how beautiful it is. Every man camp, which is coming up, we, we, <laughs> we give an opportunity uh, at out, in an outside amphitheater called Victory Circle. Cool. And so there's usually anywhere from 5 to 15 men that stand up and cross wow. the line of faith. And the next morning they have the opportunity to get baptized. And uh, many of those men I know to this day that have happened throughout the years, mm. and some of which are one of which um, drove himself to man camp on a whim, hadn't been to church in years and years and years and heard about man camp, came the next weekend, gave his life to Jesus. And he has now served in many different areas at our church. He's uh, actually a shepherding elder. He uh, serves on my core team. He serves in outreach. He's gone to Congo multiple times. So we see people understand that they are child of God and Mm. their lives are radically changed. That's incredible. I love what you said too about, about that. I believe that that continues to be something, a challenge for us to not grow complacent. Like I know right when I first became a believer, it was so challenging to hear an, I not challenging, but it was just a little confusing, I guess. When I would hear an, I believe message, I'd be like, do I need to stand up again? Like what am I supposed to do in this time? And so this question that says what encourages or challenges you when you see people respond to the gospel, like that's a great question for your group to help them know you should feel encouraged. You can feel excited. That doesn't mean you have to stand up again, or that doesn't mean that you are, you know, you're living in sin or you're not a believer, but that excitement that you have is, is, is pure. It is of the Lord that says, this is for you. You can re-remember your identity in him. And so I love that you share that incredible story of like, wow, we can celebrate others on their journey. Um, and you can feel encouraged, um, as you, um, watch others take their steps. So We hope that this week you guys will have a great life group leader discussion. And as Tim mentioned, there is man camp coming up. So for all the men in your groups, whether you're a singles group, married group, men's group, or you're a women's group and you know some men, we hope that you will invite your guys to join us at this upcoming man camp. Anything else you want to throw out there about man camp? Yeah, that's it. Get registered because it will sell out. And the sooner you get registered, (laughs) the better the the accommodations you'll receive. Absolutely. Oh, love that. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, guys. Well, we are praying for you that you you will, you and your group will better understand how incredibly um, loved you are by your father, God, and that you are an heir and a child of God. God bless and have a great week.